Hey everybody, we got a great episode for you today. We're going to talk about joy. Can't wait to talk about it, you guys. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Friday PM. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Let's talk about joy. <laughs> Let's talk about joy. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Welcome everyone. Welcome to another week of Friday PM. If you're new to Friday PM, you are welcome. God bless you and we hope that you'll take this journey with us and watch the other episodes that you've missed. Welcome, welcome. For our regular viewers, great to see you again. Be blessed this week. We've got a great topic for you, talking about joy. Before we do that, we're going to have some announcements and we're going to go right in. All of our episodes are available via podcast. You can listen on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. So subscribe and get notified of our latest content. We're so happy to have you on YouTube with us, so please share that video with your family and friends so they can be blessed as well. Don't forget to leave the like under the video, subscribe to our YouTube channel and click that notification bell to get notified of our latest content. Great, well, we're going to start talking about this great topic of joy. And we're excited about it, and we actually had quite a few laughs. I don't know if we're going to put some of them in. <laughs> we might keep some of our little bloopers, if you like. Uh, but we had a lot of joy. The Lord's already given us this joy that we're talking about today. Christoph, so many people you mentioned are going through fear. So many people have been so th fearful through this time of the pandemic. And I don't know about you, but you mentioned you haven't seen too many people that are full of joy that have fear. No, quite the opposite, because you go out to the grocery stores and everywhere, and basically people avoiding you now, thank God more and more people, at least in the UK, are not wearing masks so it, it kind of unlocks them to have some eye contact and some some smiles back and forth so it really uh, brings joy to mm. both sides but generally fear it's uh, to my understanding opposite to joy and joy is opposite to fear because uh, out of experience if you're fearful of something there's no room for joy but the when when joy comes it's usually a relief when you over, yeah. uh, overcame a test or uh, some, some difficulty in your work with the relationship. There comes this relief and there comes joy. And I remember this, this, this one example. Uh, there's a preacher and evangelist, uh, Todd White. He was telling the story once. He was next to a car crash. It was a pickup truck that landed on a tree and... Uh, the father was in the front and there was a little boy in the back seat and he was crying and, and Todd was explaining that he just instantly went there and put his hand on the little boy, started praying for him, joy, joy, joy. And the boy uh, started crying out of joy, basically was started laughing. God touched him there and all this fear, the shock of, of being in a crash, this shock and fear of getting injured, of something happened wrong. Uh, was overcome by the joy. So joy ultimately pushes the fear away. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a tool, isn't it? It's a tool. It's, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't work. Shalin? Uh, yes. <laughs> I know. 
You yeah you 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 wanted to yes add I'm to trying what, to keep my little my little talks very succinct and uh, that's a new word we learned from Dan today. Succinct. I learned it from Rachel many years ago, but it's succinct or succinctly. Rachel, help no, us. You're the English no, one. You want to keep something succinct. You want to keep it succinct. There as long go. as you're joyful doing it. <laughs> but your joy mustn't be succinct. It must o- overflow and yeah. plenty. So I, I this morning I was. Uh, really trying to ponder on joy. And I remember Matthew 5, we even have a song about it. Um, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who hunger for righteousness. And in the Amplified, uh, blessed means to be joyful uh, no matter what your circumstances are. And I was going through the Sermon of the Mount and Jesus was saying, blessed are the poor in heart, um, and blessed are those who hunger after righteousness. Blessed are those who mourn. And blessed are those who are persecuted. And I was thinking, gosh, that's obviously um, the kingdom of God. That's what joy is all about in the kingdom of God. But here on earth, um, we all go after happiness and pleasure, isn't it? It's a worldly way. And I said, Lord, well, what is joy? I'm glad that the English language has that differentiation. And then I just came across Derek Prince and it just laid it out so beautifully for me to understand joy. He said, Paul explains that we're made up of, uh, you know, um, body, mind, body, soul and spirit. And he said the body is, if you think about any kind of Pleasure would be good for the body. For the soul, we, we seek for happiness for our soul. But for our spirits, uh, joy. And I totally could really understand it after that. He explains that in um, Habakkuk or Habakkuk, like he's, he said, 3 verse 17, he said Habakkuk was a farmer. And by chapter 3 verse 17, he said, And even though the fig tree doesn't blossom and there's no fruit on the vines and the product of the olive fails and the fields yield no food, though the flock is cut off from the fold and there are no cattle in the stalls. So that is detrimental to a farmer, Mm. isn't it? Mm. And in verse 18, he says, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will exult in the victorious God of my salvation. And so he really understood joy because I'm sure that if something like that disastrous can happen to your life, to your livestock, to your career, um, it will steal all your happiness. It will make you drop down to your knees and cry out for help. Yet, he says, yet my joy will stay put, you know, it will stay in place. I was rejoice in the Lord of my salvation. And so it is true that uh, the world offers pleasure and happiness, but the Holy Spirit is the one who offers joy. And the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Mm. And so just to top it all off, Derek Prince said, you cannot have joy without the Holy Ghost. And with the Holy Ghost, you cannot not have joy. And I believe it. When you have the Holy Spirit, gosh, you know, even the worldly happiness becomes 
um, it loses its saltiness, it loses its its tastiness because when you've tasted Holy Spirit joy, mm. you just want more of that. And that's how finally the world can just dissipate mm. in your life and you can run and hunger after that righteousness that Jesus speaks about on the Sermon on the Mount. Mm. Zach, I think you're passionate about that too. I mean, you come from the land of plenty and many people have plenty, but the plentiness doesn't bring joy. No, and we were talking in the car the other day, actually, and um, uh, sharing about, um, I mean, I've got my own experiences, but probably some people have a bit more extreme experiences. There was a very wealthy man um, in America, I think he was in California, maybe owned a tech company or something. And he had just designed his family house and from the ground up, you know, I think it was $10 million that they spent on the house. And he had everything the way he wanted it. You know, he had the the the, pat, the, out, out, the patio out back done uh, with the glass and and he had palm trees over arching 20 foot palm trees he said coming over the pool like this and he said he was out there one night sitting uh, laying in a in a little floaty in the pool and his wife and his kids were inside watching tv and he said all of a sudden he was just overcome with this just uh, absolute depression and he said he couldn't work out why he had everything he had ever wanted and yet he was so empty. Mm-hmm. And um, and so for me, I've had a similar experience, you know, when I was at university, uh, you know, living the high life and, and socially, you know, with lots of friends, we would say. And, uh, you know, people would invite us to the parties and we were like kind of the top fraternity on campus. And, you know, at the time I was involved with a lot of crazy stuff. I was doing drugs, selling drugs, whatever. I had a lot of free, you know, spare money floating around and, um, so people used to, you know, a lot of people are, are grab, you know, would gravitate towards that. But I remember just being absolutely depressed when I'd go to sleep at night and I'd have anxiety. I couldn't actually get to sleep. Um, I'd stay up late into the night, even when I wasn't, you know, drinking or, or smoking and uh, two or three o'clock in the morning, just be absolutely. I, and so much fear. I used to keep a gun under my pillow wow. because I was so afraid somebody would break in and try to steal my stash. Um, and every time I went out in my car, I'd have, you know, I'd have my gun next to me and just in case you get robbed, you know, you, you want to protect yourself. So I was living in such fear and depressed through the day when I was around people. I didn't want to be around people when I wasn't around people. I wanted to be around people and I was just never happy. Mm. Not fleeting, fleeting happiness, I guess, fleeting pleasure I had, but Mm. never, never happy, never satisfied. Mm. And then when I got saved, um, God radically changed me from the inside out and I remember first experiencing the joy after because I, I responded to an altar call and I you know came forward for repentance basically and just said God you know take my life and that from that moment that thing inside disappeared mm-hmm. and um and I had this joy this like like you we talked about this baseline of joy and I just, <laughs> just unreal <laughs> you can't describe it to anybody um, who's not experienced it or had it, but because um, because Zach, drugs and stuff you get highs oh. and lows. But the thing is, you're talking about it's a constant. It's, it's a, a constant. Pain. It's not a, not a high, but uh, you know you have this this bottom. It's just a sensation, just mm. a, a feeling of you know. Yes, we go through trials, through problems, situations that that challenge that, yeah. which which is life. And and sometimes you know Jesus went through grief. He grieved for Lazarus. Yeah. Uh, Lazarus being dead and that's normal but 
the joy will always come. It, it, it's, it's like it's like you won't go that far under it. Right. And what you said, Charlene, too, you're between the highs and the lows, mm. right? It, it gives you a bit of a constant. I was always also depressed. I l- always looked for happiness. I always thought if I could only be happy today. I remember that was one of my biggest things. If I only can be happy today. And you don't get it. And and if it does come, like you say, you're happy, you know, you, you I wanted to mention it la- later, but, you know, in the world, you're happy through the night, you party, you drink, you, mm. we've all been there. <laughs> and then the next morning you wake up with such a headache and such a hangover. So it's totally the opposite to, you know, weeping may endure through the night but joy comes in the morning but this way mm. it's the other way around where where you have joy during the night but weeping will come in the morning yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. well i'm funny that funny that you mentioned that i also wanted to mention this later but yeah. i i struggled to have joy in the morning i must be honest <laughs> it sometimes took a long time and some people that's close to me sometimes said you know like how many how many teeth have you got did you, did you, did you lose your teeth overnight i'm like what do you mean? <laughs> it's like, oh, oh. Um, but joy must come in the morning. But I realized that the scripture said joy comes in the morning. But it says weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. It doesn't say anger endures through the night, but joy in the morning. That's what I realized. Sometimes something can make us sad. And then sometimes when you do go to bed sad, you just say, Lord, you know, you pray your prayers. But in the morning, sometimes he gives you that new mercy and that joy just comes out of nowhere. You can't explain it. But I think the secret is not to go to bed angry. That's for me that takes away. If you go to bed angry, I really think you're going to struggle to find that joy in the morning. And we're talking about things that even take away joy. Mm. And unforgiveness for me is a big one. That's a joy killer like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> I'll stop. Rachel, I'm putting it succinctly, okay? I, I worked on that. So I'm, I'm, I'm done. And then someone else is going, I've done what I had to say. <laughs> Rachel, what steals our joy? We talk about stress. Yeah, stress. I mean, it's, it's, it's some difficult to maintain joy sometimes when in the middle of stress. I mean, some people thrive on stress. So, um, But yeah, it is difficult when you're in, in stressful situations to maintain that joy. But joy is something that is there, whatever the situation is. So you might be in stress, but you know the bottom line is that you're safe. I think the source of joy we know the source comes from god and we know that no matter what happens in this life or what what we do we're safe we, mm. we, we've, he's got us covered yeah. and that brings that stability which brings that hope which brings that peace which enables you to have joy which enables you to be productive um because in in saying all of these things in having joy, joy helps you to be more productive because you're looking forward. Yeah. You have hope. Yeah. You can look forward into the future. If, if you don't, it's very difficult to project into the future and to look ahead and you kind of live, uh, you know. So joy is is very important, essential, actually, for a productive life. Mm. Yeah. Rachel, you mentioned that scripture. I don't know if we should read it. Romans fifteen thirteen. Yeah. Um should I read it? Yes, read it. Uh, it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope. That's what you said mm-hmm. about it. It gives you hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Need the Holy Spirit to give you the joy that is a catalyst for hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bit of a perspective thing, I think, as well. Um, we know that joy comes from the Holy Spirit, but it's all, you know, it, and funny that scripture, because we talked about what you trust in and then hope. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you... I didn't see that scripture before, but it says, um, 
may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. So if you're trusting in him, you can have that joy. But if your trust is in your wealth or if your trust is in your your uh, your circumstances or your family or your relationship or your hopes in something mm. that's uh, temporal, then you if that thing gets pulled from you, mm-hmm. your your happiness goes with that thing. But because that's where your trust is, mm. your treasure, that's where your heart is. Mm. So if that gets pulled away, it gets stripped away. But if you trust in God, um, and you got the, it gives you perspective because no matter what happens to me now, I can go through something really tragic. And we know people who have gone mm. through terrible, terrible, terrible tragedies, losing children, you know, um, you know, being maimed and 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 left disabled for life, and they still can find joy because they have that mm. eternal perspective. They know that this is not oh, the end. Yeah. Talking about that, I, I think you were there too. Um, we were t- remember we went to this funeral of this Nigerian pastor yeah. lady who yeah. lost. Oh. Lost her husband and two of her children. Two of her children. I think some of you might remember it. They went on holiday in Spain, and three, all three of them drowned at their holiday resort. And here she was. We went to the what was it? This like a funeral service. It was a funeral. But, but, but we went there, and this lady delivered a message. She was oh. remember. Yes, she I was remember. Radiant right now, with joy. What she said. And when I saw that, I, th- I was so moved by that. I thought, here she's looking at her husband in front of her and two of her children. She's only got one child left. And she was radiating the joy of the Lord. She said, yes, I grieve. Yes, I can cry through the night. Yes, I've had troubled times. But she said, at the end of the day, my joy is in the Lord. Wow. And I know I'm going to see them again in heaven. You know, she had that hope, the joy and the hope. Uh, what well, that really ministered to me. Maybe I'll, I'll find a photo yeah. and put it up, but that was amazing. Yeah. just want to say, because um, I don't want to let it pass without me saying, it really hit me when she spoke. We all, there wasn't a dry eye yeah. in mm. the audience. And she stood in front, a mother having lost her husband, both children, as Dan said. And it, she looked at us all and she said to us, many years in and out every Sunday, we go to church and we attend lectures about the word, about God, about your joy, about something like this. And then a time comes when you have to write your exam. Yeah. And she said, and this was my exam. And she said, and I don't know about you, but where I come from, if you fail an exam, you have to redo it again. And she said, I don't want to have to redo this exam. And I'm drawing from all the lectures over all these years and I'm making it work for me. And I'm saying, Lord, let your will be done. Because she cried out to the Lord. She had all three dead in front of her by the pool. She cried out to the Lord for the Lord to resurrect them, which he has done many times in Nigeria. We've seen it happen. But they didn't come back to life. And right at that moment, after crying out and praying for however long, right there by the swimming pool, when it didn't happen, she said, let your will be done. And when she did that, she said the weight came off her shoulders and that unspeakable, unexplainable joy filled her heart that she knows they're in a better place and I will not be forsaken as a single mother with one child alone. And to this day, I carry that in my heart. Thank mm. you, by the way, Pastor, for sharing that. I'll never leave me. Mm. Mm. Well, and after 
sometimes we do grief. And if you do grief, grief is not, I think we're going to have a problem episode talking about grief. Mm. It's normal to grieve. Sometimes God takes us through times maybe to breed new compassion in us. Or sometimes our heart can get broken for someone or a situation. I think that's that's good. Without that, I don't think, you know, you can't be on this unrealistic plateau yeah. either. Because yeah. sometimes the Lord allows us and takes us through a time where we might experience some sorrow. But the joy has to follow. Yeah. It has to follow. Um, and joy is a fight. I realized this week when I was thinking about this, joy is a fight to the death. I think I mentioned to you as well, Christophe, joy is a fight to the finish. Hmm. You have to fight for joy as as if your life depends on it. Because yeah. the joy of the Lord is our strength. If you're not strong, you're weak. If you're weak, you're going to fall for anything. Satan will take you out. Hmm. Fight for joy, whatever it takes. Be around people who are joyful and make sure your joy is full so that when you are around people who are not so joyful that you can encourage them. But if you're around miserable people all the time, it's not a good start, I think. But yeah, praise the Lord. Amen. Well, that's a lovely scripture that uh, that we were reading from earlier. It says that you overflow yeah. with yeah. Him, you know, that you yeah. overflow, yeah. that He fills you yeah. so much, yeah. that fills your cup yeah. that much. That You've got enough to give away. You've got enough to give away. I must yeah. confess, though, I once had jealousy. I was in ministry and I was working so hard. Oh, I've, and self-pity got a little bit of a hold of me. I thought I was doing so much for the Lord. Long nights. Oh, it was worked so hard, and I was thinking I was doing so much for you, Lord. And I was getting more miserable day after day after day. And then I was watching other people who's got joy, and they do more than I do. I got so jealous. I got jealous. I had to confess. I was jealous of other people that had joy. Thinking, well, how can you do what you do and have joy? And and, and you do more than I do, and you have joy. That's not fair. <laughs> And so the Lord had to really grow me through that. And uh, so and once again, unforgiveness, you know, don't compare yourself to other people. Find your own joy. And joy looks differently too. That's what I realized. Yeah. We are different. For some people can have joy and they don't laugh. They do have an inside joy. They might just look peaceful and they just might be the same, but we can't judge them either. But our joy looks different. Don't compare your joy. Someone could be very expressive with their joy and they can laugh so so loud that your ears want to burst. But some people might just have a giggle or a smile, but the joy is the same. So whatever joy means for you, but you know in your heart whether you have it or not, whether it's true joy or whether it's manufactured joy or fake joy. Some people can laugh and they can be in the most terrible pain as well. So make sure it's the joy of the Lord. It's not, it's, it's, it's the real deal. Mm-hmm. Shani, do you want to, yeah. to share scripture? Sorry, yes. Uh, John 15 it's just lovely where Jesus said, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. So right after John 15 verse 9 is what I just read. John 15 verse 10 says, If you keep my commandments, which is what he just said, remain in my love. Okay, And there is the secret for me. If you remain in his love, he says you just as I have kept my father's commandments. So he always said, I do nothing that the father doesn't tell me to do. So he's telling us to do exactly the same thing. And now he's telling us my commandment is to remain in his love. And John 15 verse 11 then says, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. Mm. 
and it is not our own joy. It's it comes from the well of his love. It comes from drawing from his love and spending time with the God of love and remaining in his love just as he did with the Father. I think the only way he could do his 33 and a half years on this earth was to remain in his Father's love. I believe even that um, Gethsemane when he was um, crying and when he was in such anguish, and he said, let this cup pass from me. I believe his greatest wasn't uh, worried about the trial he was about to go through. His greatest worry was to be separated from his father and the Holy Spirit when he hung on that cross. That was the greatest anguish is to be separated from that love and that fellowship that him, the father and the Holy Spirit had. And for that moment, they were he was going to be uh, forsaken, really, because he said, God, God, why have you forsaken me? It was the hardest thing for him. So I think if we understand how much Jesus drew from this love from God the Father and and how much it sustained him and made his joy full, we realize so much more that if we remain in his love, our joy will be full. And that only comes from spending time with him. Mm. Go scripture, yeah, right? and to complement that, Psalm 16 verse 11 says, you, show me, uh, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Um, so in the presence of God is that fullness of joy. And there are pleasures as well because we think, oh, there's joy and joy is, oh, and everything bad is going around. We still have joy. There are pleasures and God, God wants us to enjoy things. But there's first have the joy then mm. the pleasure will have a context mm. yeah. um, wow. um, like because you're not depending on the pleasure. You're dependent on the joy. He didn't say in the, in the presence of God, there's, the, there's, there's pleasures evermore and then talks about joy. He talks about joy for, first, mm. then the pleasures after. And I think having that joy, like I said, just gives context to everything, everything else. Mm. So you can actually enjoy things that come your way as well. Mm. And I also think joy is a bit like sowing as well. Make sure you sow joy, because if you sow joy, you will reap joy as well. Wow, that's Because true. I've many times had really needed the encouragement and uh, God will send people your way to bring you that joy then when you need it. I remember once we were in South Africa on tour and, you know, I was doing all right, but there was just a lot of things going on. And uh, we went to minister at a church and after church, we went for lunch and I just remember that time. It was really no one knew. And, you know, you just carry on and do what you got to do. But only God and I knew that at that moment, I really asked the Lord for joy. And, you know, during lunchtime, one of our good friends in ministry told me a joke. And honestly, I had the, <laughs> the laugh of my life. I couldn't stop laughing. It was so funny. And, and I couldn't stop laughing. It was just wave after wave after wave. And, when God does it, he gives you deep, deep joy. And uh, so ask for it. But remember to sow. Sow joy. Uh, you can't just receive from people and other people must make me happy. No. Let God fill you so that overflow that we talked about can fill other people. So that it, when it is your time of need, 
God will use people. Amen. He will use people also. He will use people to bring you joy or something funny might happen or you might get so intense that you do something silly that you start laughing at yourself. <laughs> I've had that one too. Where I just it became so ridiculous that I started to laugh at myself because I wasn't, you know, it just uh, laugh worthy. Yeah, like the time when you put your ear against Oh, no. The oh, no, I can't believe we're going to go there, I'll tell Charlie. the story. You've got to right. tell the story, Dan. I've been talking too much, but... <laughs> All right, okay, I'll tell you. <laughs> okay, uh, so we were in my old church in Johannesburg, and um, after church, it's quite a big church, and we were queuing up to exit by the door, and it goes slow, so while you're queuing to go out, you know, you just start talking to people, and... These friends of mine, they left the church to go to another church and they, they moved they moved the house and they worked, they changed their work. And I haven't seen them in like three years. And they were they were just married when they left. I was like, wow, and I saw them again and as we walked out, I was like, Wow, great to see you guys. And <laughs> and uh, so I looked at his wife and I said, Oh man, I'm so happy for you guys, you know? And I went down on my knee and I put my ear to this day, I don't know why I did it, but you know what's coming. And I put my ear on her tummy and I said, oh, I looked up and I said, is it a boy or a girl? And as I looked up, I just saw the husband's face just drop. And, it just went. and, I, and, and he said, he mentioned something about them joining, joining the fitness center soon or some new contract that they're going to renew. But I've, I was hoping the earth would swallow me up. Thank God the Lord announced that prayer. But I was just, I wanted to disappear in that moment. But how does that go to joy? Because I wasn't really much joy. <laughs> joy. And we laugh at it every time we hear it. So, uh, so you're sewing every time you've you're never, sewing. You've you're never sewing. had that embarrassing moment where that's happened to you, I'm sure. I mean, you've, you've never had those moments, have you? I've had many of those moments. <laughs> I've, I have one story that's quite similar. Okay, go for it. But I was like eight, so I... <laughs> you, learned, you learned early. Yeah, I learned early. Better than 28. We were on the other side of Poland with my uh, my parents and this this couple, my, my parents' age, basically, they had us over a few nights, for a few nights, and... They put this massive uh, dinner for us. Honestly, the table was huge and she stacked it up with food. I've never seen so much food for so little people. It was unreal. And she was uh, a bit chubby, you know. So uh, I asked her if uh, if she's she's pregnant. Oh. Like point blank, you know. And my my parents... They just went white, oh, yes, <laughs> and um, it's it's stuck around for a few years. The story is just kind of a reminder, but uh, no, no, she said, no, no, I'm 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 not. I'm just you know, I'm just full of I'm just full of joy. Full of joy. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, my, she had overflowing joy. <laughs> yeah, my, 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 my parents mentioned that. <laughs> But my parents mentioned the same thing as you. They, 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 they thought they was they were hoping they could just hide under the table oh. or just something. Oh. Well, Reuben told a customs officer when oh. he was five years old. Uh, remember, he was a yeah. tiny little boy, and he said, "Excuse me." And the customs officer at Heathrow looked down. He said, "Yes, little man." And Reuben looked at him and he said, "Why are all your teeth yellow?" <laughs> <laughs> so, Ruben, Ruben, keep quiet. 
I said, I'm so sorry. I was so sorry. The man just grinned at me with his yellow teeth. I was like, oh, Ruben's right. Ruben's right. <laughs> oh. I just went over my teeth in case mine was yellow. Anyway, the time has gone so quickly, but uh, we're going to leave you with a song called Joy Unspeakable, which we really pray will be a great blessing to you. Uh, but let's pray quickly. Lord, we just thank you for our episode of joy, talking about your joy being our strength. And Lord, I pray now for just a fresh wave of joy to fill just someone out there who really has been struggling in this area and say, I don't know, I've lost my joy. I don't know even where to find it. I don't even know where to go looking. It's been so far removed from me. I don't even know where to start. Oh Lord, give us, give us that joy again. Lord, baptize someone with a fresh wave of joy coming through the presence and power of your Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, invade us again with your joy overshadow us, overpower us with your joy, so much so that we can freely give it away to all those around us. The world so desperately need that joy and so much in life nowadays is designed to, to suck out every single inch and ounce of joy that we can have in this life. So Lord, fill us again, I pray. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your joy, Lord. We give you the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, God bless you. Enjoy the song and see you soon on Friday PM. It's the place to be. Bye. Bye. <laughs>